What's up, creeps? And welcome to this bonus episode of Brain Stew. Bonus boner episode, man. Yeah, we got some boners for this right now. I know, I know, we usually only cover movies with monsters, maniacs chasing people around with sharp objects, zombies, haunted houses, and the like. You get the point, but we could not pass up the opportunity to discuss the movie that everyone will be talking about this week. Matt Reeves highly anticipated the Batman in this special Brain Stew spoiler-free mini-sode review. And much like my counterpart here said prior to this review, I mean, the movie kind of is like a horror movie, and we're going to get into that a little bit. The fact that, the fact that we're reviewing this... Totally tracks for this show because, make no mistake, this film is a horror-infused crime thriller. There's so many elements that, like, holy fuck, that could have been from an Argento film. Like, there are for some, sure. there are some moments in this film, and it is heavily rooted in horror. And if I'm not mistaken, Matt Reeves has even gone to the record of saying, like, yes, this is pretty much a horror film, almost. Yeah. he. I mean, the way that I felt about it initially when he basically said what he was going to do with the Batman, it's Seven, you know, the Fincher movie, but with Batman. And it plays out exactly like that tonally and everything. But before we go any, any further, um, by the way, I'm Vengeance. That was pretty fucking good, man. (laughs) I'm trying, man. I mean, that's one thing we'll talk about in this because it is spoiler free, ladies and gentlemen. We don't want to ruin the movie for you. This is just like an initial thoughts thing. But I am Justin. I'm Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. Be a little more excited. We're talking about the fucking Batman here. Hey, what are you thinking? Where are the legal drugs? We're talking about here. We're talking about the Batman. Where are the illegal drugs coming from? Where are they coming from? Where is she? I don't know. Oh, God damn shit. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had the opportunity last week to see this at a press screening, and I would like to personally thank Warner Brothers for making this Batman fan's dreams come true. Um, I've only seen one other Batman movie early, and that was Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. But this is the first solo Batman movie I've ever seen before the public got to see it. So that's a huge thank you to them. We had to see it early, and that's a huge blessing to the Epic Film guys and the Brain Stew team here. Be on the lookout on our social media. We're going to be posting probably today on the release of this episode a contest where we're going to be giving away some sweet The Batman swag courtesy of Warner Brothers. So be on the lookout. If you want some Batman shit, you know who to follow and who to get a hold of. But Jeremy, we're here to talk about this fucking movie, and it's everyone, everywhere, it's all anyone's talking about right now on social media and the fan community. Throw it to me, man. Like, what were your expectations going into this thing? Well, before before I jump into that, it's been kind of tough these past several days being someone that has seen this highly anticipated movie because people know that we've seen it. So, I mean, dude, I know your inbox has probably been like mine, people that are like, hey, Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Yeah, I counted, um, I think, I think maybe 50 if you count Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, yeah. and on the EFG Facebook as well. It's been nuts. Like, I mean, dude, everybody loves Batman, right? Like, people love Batman movies, you know. Um, He's an American institution, man. Absolutely. I mean, you, could, you can't go to any country or continent on the world, and you could show them the bat symbol, and they will know that everywhere. They, they will know what the fuck that is. But yeah, I mean, like. You know, one thing that I did, 
you know, divulge with somebody, they hit me up and they go, please tell me they don't linger on the origin story too long. And I was like, you are in for a treat because there is no origin story in this. Everybody knows Batman's origin. We've gotten it time and time again. So I'm very thankful that that was not something that they felt like they had to include in this because yeah. Jesus I'm Christ. Glad they, yeah, I'm glad the movie starts at year two Batman and not year one Batman. Yeah, we've, we've already gotten that. That was, that was called Batman Begins. That's right. That's <laughs> so, correct. Yeah, I mean... Uh, great opportunity to do something slightly fresh with a Batman movie. And also he's already established. I love that. I don't have to see him training or anything. No, thank Again, God. That worked really well and begins. I love begins for that reason sure. because that had never been done up until that point. But here we've already seen so many movies with that stuff included. So it's, uh, you know, again, a fresh view on what you could do and the idea to make this way more of a noir crime mystery thriller. And, bring out those detective skills that Batman has we've seen peppered throughout the series all of the different movies have different levels of it but never like a straight fucking detective movie yeah and that's what this shit is oh absolutely so man going into this I I always show up for Batman dude you know, there's some other superhero things that can come to theaters, and I'm like, ah, I'll catch it when I catch Jeremy's it. Jeremy's like, Marvel can go fuck themselves. 100%, dude. I, I, <laughs> I honestly, I think the only Marvel movie I've seen in theaters was the most recent Spider-Man movie. Like, and I, and I mean Marvel Studios film, because, I mean, everybody right. saw the Sam Raimi films in theaters. but Of course. But, yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, I think Spider-Man, uh, the most recent one is, which I already, is it Far From Home? No? What was the one? No way home. No way home. There you go. See that that shows you how much I don't give a Which fuck. Which you loved, right? You I did loved. love. I did love. I loved it too. I, did I loved it. it too. But um dude, I I have always shown up for Batman. I will like for the rest of my life show up to Batman. I thought that my first and I told you this before the movie, I I thought that my first theater experience ever was Batman 89 cuz I was born in 84 and my parents told me they said from the moment that you could hold something, you were always drawn to Batman and Superman. They said it was it was insane. You were not even a year old and everything Batman, Superman you wanted. So one of my first memories actually is playing with my uh, super friends action figures. I, I, had, I had them too, yeah, man. Yeah, that's one those of those toy biz figures. Literally, my first memory is, is, is playing with those figures. But I always thought that Batman 89 was my first movie until recently my dad squashed that. He was like, no. That was You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he said that was not your first movie in theaters. Your first movie in theaters was Superman Four: The Quest for Peace, a canon movie, a fucking canon, which explains That's so amazing. Which explains why I love really <laughs> shitty movies because that was the first theater experience I had was a canon film. Now so. we know Jeremy's origin story and why he likes shitty movies. That is because he saw it. a canon movie. That, that's that's brilliant, man. <laughs> I, I love that so much. Oh man, it was uh, yeah. So we, going into going to see the Batman with you in Maryland, um, I was excited uh, and nervous, much like we go into a lot of these these films that have such a long lasting legacy, right? We're always nervous, like oh man, like please be as good as this looks and as good as this has been promised to be. And people in the theater were were all kind of excited man like everybody was sitting there talking like oh, i've been looking forward to this for a long time there was a vibe a definite vibe absolutely there. absolutely and you know this is again we're going to keep reiterating a spoiler free review the very first scene is an attention getter it lets you know that this batman experience is going to be unlike any other batman experience you've ever had so 
I remember back in school when I took like a like a like a public speaking class and they said, hey, you know, you, it's always best when you're giving a speech to do an attention getter because that means that the you know the audience is going to be drawn into whatever you have to say for the entirety of your speech and that's exactly how this movie starts out. It lets you know like here is something brand new you've never gotten before. I've absolutely got your attention now. I know it, and I know that I'm going to be able to hold it for the entirety of the film. Um, yeah, it's very, it's it's so plotted. It's very jarring. And I remember reading an article not that long ago where you know Robert Pattinson said he's like, "You've never seen an opening of a Batman movie, let alone a comic book movie like this." And when he said that, I was like, "What does he mean by that?" And yeah. I couldn't have said it better. This movie it lingers in the opening, and you're like. What the fuck time. am I watching? Yeah, it takes its And then time. you're like, you're, you're immediately connected. Like, I need to know more about what this is. And you're, you know, in your brain, you're starting to try to figure out what it is. And then when it's revealed, you're like, oh, man. And that opening scene really sets the tone perfectly. Um, I'm going to say my expectations before I go any further. But obviously, our longtime listeners know that Batman is, I mean, it's, it's Batman and Michael Myers. Those are my two favorite things in the entire world. So... Uh, Batman 89 is my favorite movie. I've divulged that information numerous times on the show, so I don't really need to do that. But going in, this was definitely my most anticipated movie of the last few years. I mean, it's Batman and Matt Reeves being a director that I trust. I love Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I really liked what he did with the sequel as well. He's a brilliant filmmaker. Uh, he's a visionary in terms of, you know, what he does with his characters and how the look of the movie is. Everything, it's so immersive. Uh, and thinking of the idea of a detective story for Batman in a noir sense is so exciting. It's something we've never seen. And so, I, I mean, obviously the trailers looked good. And to go out on record, because I don't know if I've said this, I've been behind Robert Pattinson's casting as Batman slash Bruce Wayne since day fucking one. Same, same. And I'm glad. I'm very glad about that. And I'm going to go in a little deeper uh, in terms of how I felt about that performance in a little bit. But yes, going in, super excited. I mean, what Batman fan isn't? Well, I can tell you. Listen, I loved Snyder's vision too, okay? I loved the restore the Snyderverse thing. But fans are taking this shit way too far. I mean, the fact that fans are boycotting this because it's not a Zack Snyder movie and because it's not the Ben Affleck script because Affleck's not in the movie. I was disappointed along there with you that all that stuff fell apart, but I was extremely excited to get a second chance at a new Batman movie. And I think we need to come together and rejoice in this shit. We have a brand new Batman movie. It's fresh. It's a little bit different than what we've seen before. And I'm going to say it right now. It's really 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 fucking good <laughs> it's oh, I mean, dude. i i think that the only type of people that are going to say that this movie is not good are people that they've made it up in their minds that they weren't going to like it from the from the get-go sparkly batman yeah any oh, how many times do i have to see that shit any movie you can look at it and, and find ways to pick it apart and say that it's a piece of shit right it's it's you know you could do that with anything you do that with any song you can make fun of it you can do whatever so the people that are going to come out and say that the Batman is not a good film, those are people that have already made up their minds that they were not going to like it from day one because this thing is damn near perfect, Justin. It, it, it clocks in at almost three hours. And let me tell you what, yeah. 
I would have sat in the theater for another three hours if Matt Reeves would have continued going. <laughs> I know you said yesterday or two days ago, you sent me a text and you're like, I want the four hour director's cut. And we know that, you know, they tested a four hour cut with the studio. It was just too long. So that means that they actually had longer scenes that would fit the movie to make I heard a longer they cut. Had, so I had they, I heard they had uh, more horror like esque scenes that were cut out as well. Um, and speaking of which, I'll put this right out there in the open. This is not a children's movie. This is not a child's Batman film. This is, even though it's PG-13, this is a Batman film with a harder edge than anything we've ever gotten. This is the most brutal, angry depiction of the character that, that we've ever seen because in this version, you know, he's only been Batman for two years. You know, I think his parents have been gone now at this point in the story for 14 years, 12 to 14 or 15 years, whatever it was. And Bruce Wayne is pissed at the world. He sees nothing but the worst in people. And even though he's out there fighting crime in the streets, trying to make Gotham City a better place and free from crime, he still looks at everyone as if they're bad people. He doesn't see any good in anyone and he's fucking angry. I mean, in the trailer, when he takes out those thugs with the uh, the face paint, you can yeah. see how angry he fucking is. He's pissed, dude, and I loved it. And people, one thing that people are going to say over and over again is that this was emo Batman because this is the first time in the films that we see he's, you know, he's got the smeared black paint under the mask. Yeah. So he straight up looks like fucking Gerard Way from My I mean, Chemical dude, Romance. There's a lot of scenes of Bruce Wayne with, you know, his hair is longer. It's like draped over in his face. It looks like my emo cut from fucking 12 years ago. 100%. And he's, and he's still got the black makeup on. And whenever he goes anywhere, when he's Bruce Wayne, he's in all black. That's definitely, see, I... I think that I know that you loved it. It worked for me for the most part. I think a lot of people are going to take that to heart. I did receive a message from another fellow critic that was like, it was too emo for me. I I, I get it because this Bruce Wayne isn't happy. He doesn't crack a fucking smile the entire runtime of the movie. This guy has just got deep problems. He looks depressed and he's using Batman as his catalyst to try to change whatever he can possibly change. He knows it's an impossible dream to change Gotham, but even by the end of the movie, you know, which I don't want to spoil there, anything. There's a change. We're not there, going to. There, is a, there is a change in his character. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're going into this movie, understand that things are set up thematically in order for the character to grow. There's great character depth and growth and development for Batman and Bruce Wayne in the movie. It's just, centered around this part of his life and it's really fucking deep and like you said earlier and we might as well talk about the tone of the movie you know this movie is dark it's scary it's bleak everyone there's is miserable like no comedy there's no no levity in this dude, in this dude, movie i think there there may have been like two or three lines that were supposed to be but colin they, farrell no, with with colin farrell's penguin there was a couple moments where it's because he's a piece of shit man uh the penguin has always been a piece of shit He's a he's very much a piece of shit in this movie and you know piece of shit people often say fucking funny things when they're in tight situations. He's a piece of shit you can't help but love. Oh, absolutely. Um, I got to say while we while we're on the subject, he knocked it out of the park oh. and I I think he was fantastic as the penguin not I mean, he's not DeVito. He's not what you think of when you think of a cinematic penguin. He does something completely different. It's way closer to the comics. And I was wondering like when they cast him, I'm like, "Why did you cast one of the most handsome dudes in the entire fucking world to be this ugly looking fat, frumpy little dude. 
with all this makeup they have to apply, but actually it worked really well and the makeup was fantastic. He, I mean, I I felt like he was doing his best version of Joe Pesci mixed with Robert De Niro for, for Penguin, which is really good. Absolutely. And he, he's obviously very unrecognizable, but you know, sometimes there's actors that are under prosthetics and shit and you can still be like, Oh, that's this person. Through the entire film, I never once looked at him and was like, oh shit, there's Colin Farrell. I I just saw the penguin, which let me know that he really, really knocked it out of the park. He was absolutely fantastic, and if, if we can switch gears from one villain to another, Paul Dano as the Riddler was terrifying. This is the first Dude. time oh, this is the man. first time I have ever seen a Batman film where I'm like that guy is absolutely <laughs> fucking terrifying. He's nuts too. He's absolutely insane. He's he's psychologically disturbed. Like he's literally a crazy person. He's insane. He's out of his mind. But he's massively intelligent. He's massively I mean, is, intelligent. Yeah. And I mean, dude, I love his voice. His voice for this. If you are justice, do not lie. Just like the way that he delivered <laughs> oh, his chills, lines. man. The chills. way that he delivered his lines, I'm like, dude, terrifying. He is fucking terrifying. And I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say it right now. He's definitely on par, on the level of Heath Ledger's Joker in terms of performance, presence, um, you know, how he's going to go down in Batman movie history. He's going to be greatly appreciated. This is not your dad's Riddler. And this is definitely not, you know, my childhood Riddler, Jim Carrey, or anything from the animated series or anything like you've ever seen before. This is a Zodiac killer inspired serial killer. And this is the first time we've seen Batman tested like this in terms of intelligence ever where Batman, he's struggling. He has a team of people helping him. He's got Jim Gordon here alongside Lieutenant Gordon, not not Commissioner yet. Um, and he even uses Catwoman uh, to his advantage. He's using everyone that he possibly can to try to figure out, you know, how to fix whatever's going on here. I don't want to get into the actual plot of the movie, but people are getting killed in the movie. Riddler is behind it and Batman's trying to figure it out. So that I'll, I'll make it as plain as a day for you there, but um, couldn't agree more. I think choosing the Riddler and kind of reinterpreting him was a fantastic idea. And he's a villain that never really got the opportunity. I mean, like I said, I love Jim Carrey's Riddler for Batman forever. It's, it fits in perfectly into that colorful comic book movie world much like you said earlier about this being horror-inspired, I don't really feel like this is a comic book movie in the traditional sense. I think it really is trying to redefine, rewrite, and show the world what, much like the the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, this is a different kind of movie. It's it's 100% not a superhero movie. Do not go not into this. Don't go into not this. an action-adventure movie. No, either. no, no. Don't go into this thinking that you're watching a superhero film because... That's not what this is. This I'm going to say it again. It is a horror-infused crime thriller. Take fucking Zodiac. Take Seven and replace the main detective, like the Brad Pitt character, with Batman. That's what this fucking movie is. Yeah, and, and Morgan Freeman is James Gordon. And Absolutely. There it is. That's the movie. That, that's another thing that I loved about this movie, Justin, is that, of course, we've gotten Commissioner Gordon uh, in Batman films and every Batman film, and... We've gotten it to where, like, the Gary Oldman was very much partnered up with with Batman in the films. But I feel like this one, they were really working hand-in-hand with each other. They both needed each other. And I feel like this is the first time in a Batman film that we got a Batman-Commissioner Gordon team-up. 
where they were both equally as important to each other. There's so many scenes together of them, you know, doing detective work, trying to figure out these riddles, which are one of the most interesting things about the movie. You know, they're it's the Riddler. So they're finding riddles and they have to figure them out and then what they connect to. And it's all leading to the Riddler's end game, what he's planning on doing with Gotham. And the, the chemistry is fantastic. I do have to put a little bit of time here. Again, we, we didn't go super deep, but those that were worried in regards to Pattinson as Batman worry no longer. He's a fucking great Batman. He is imposing, he is menacing, he is powerful, he is a presence in every scene that he's in. And there's a lot of scenes of just him standing around in the suit because they're doing detective work. So um, be aware that it's not all action. In fact, there's very little action overall and compared to the actual detective stuff that's going on. But he, I mean, he knocks it out of the park. He definitely draws inspiration from every other Batman. He admitted, you know, before he went into the movie that Matt Reeves said not to watch them, but he went through and watched every single Batman movie to prepare. He grew up on the Michael Keaton movies, which are my favorite. And, you know, you you can feel a, a little bit of every Batman, a little bit of Bale in there, a little bit of Keaton in there, and then his own version, which is just so like, he, I mean, there are scenes where he's just standing there and you're like, that's fucking Batman. Yeah. Um, so I really do hope that it connects with a lot of the people that were worried because, listen, I know that Twilight was a thing, but he's done so much great work since then. And I think he was the perfect guy for the role. His Bruce Wayne, however, I do have to say, and this is not going to get into spoiler area at all, but I had a hard time with the diversity between the two versions of the person, the two personas, if you will. His Bruce Wayne was so dark. And like you said earlier, a little bit emo on the edge that when he switched, when the cowl came off, he seemed like he was still the same guy. And that may just be the writing in terms of them really wanting to show how much Batman has consumed him, that Bruce Wayne doesn't exist at this point. It's really Batman. He doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. There's lines of dialogue that say, like, I don't care what happens to me. That that's dude, that's perfect. Um, and, and that's the perfect way to look at it, because, again, we're in year two. He's still fresh at this. Um, He wants nothing to do with Wayne Enterprises to where Alfred's like, listen, this is your family's legacy. And he's like, I don't care. Batman is my legacy. That's pretty much verbatim how that conversation went. He doesn't give a fuck about Wayne Enterprises. He doesn't give a fuck about Bruce Wayne. You know, like there's a a candidate that's running for mayor that she's like, hey, I've been trying to get in contact with you. And and he he does not give a fuck about her because he doesn't give a fuck about Bruce Wayne. He's not trying to please anyone. That's hilarious because she's like, you know, there's a lot, there, your family history, there's a lot you could be doing for Gotham. He just like looks at her and he's like, yeah, and walks away. I was like, that's, that's, that's so funny. And it's not like that playboy persona that Bale was so good at, or even the Affleck uh, did, but it's just, he's just so fucking invested and obsessed. Yeah. He, this guy's a nut. And I do really love that they brought that back to, you know, kind of what Keaton did with the role, which he was an eccentric. He was weird. He was off when he was Bruce Wayne. He wasn't like just normal. Hey, I'm a billionaire. I'm wearing a nice suit. Um, this guy's just like so consumed 
and it's the only version of Batman we've ever seen like this. So I think props I th- on that. I think there is a purpose to what you know. Your problem with it that there's no distinction between Bruce Wayne and Batman in this that they seem like would, the same I would, person. I just would have wanted wanted a little bit more. That's I, all. Well, I, think. I, but again, I think the finale, which of course we're not going to like go into it, but I think at the finale you see kind of a turning point where you will start to see a change in him, that's and there true. will be a difference. Yeah. Um, but oh man, he. He was so good in the role. Um, you know, I mean, the guy is a powerhouse, which is why Matt Reeves wanted him from the beginning. He was like, yeah, it was between him and between him and Nicholas Holt. And thank God we got Pattinson. I love Holt. But like I was saying to you before we saw the movie, it was like he, he just has the chops and he really does have that darkness in his eyes. And that's something we've had since Keaton. The actors always you need to have that. And not all of them have. Yeah. And Pattinson has that intensity. It's there. I'm. I'm very excited to not only see this movie again, but I'm excited to see where they take this next because this is a new tentpole for for Warner Brothers. Like this is something that they're going to continue on and you know, it's been exciting kind of reading some things that Matt Reeves said, you know, that they might want to do next. Yeah. And we and we also know uh, there is a character in the movie that may possibly unnamed, lead to the next movie. Un, unnamed yeah, inmate. We're not going to say, um, but the actor in that role is brilliant. And what we see is quite a large reveal. And I was surprised by that, but I'm not going to say who it is. You need to see the movie for yourself. But I think that may be an indication of possibly where they could go with the movie uh, for the second one, which is already in active development. Obviously, they know it's going to make oh, it's fucking Batman. It's it's and it's that's that's their last big tentpole brand right now. Right now, IP in terms of you know, they're big bucks for Warner Brothers. So, but I got to get to a few things here. Um, I got to throw it to you because I, I feel like the more and more I sat on this, I was like, I started heading towards the negative a little. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman slash Selena Kyle. I, I had no issues with it. Um, I liked the interpretation in this version because we've gotten the kind of anti-hero Catwoman before. You know, with Michelle Pfeiffer and, you know, Anne Hathaway and shit like that. Where it's like, okay, like, there's some bad in them, but they they can also do some good. To where this one, I didn't feel so much that she was a villain or a threat. She I, wasn't a villain really at all. No. I mean, they have, I, like, one fight, I think, or something, yeah, and then it's done in two seconds. Because of the way that she wants to handle bad people is different than, than Batman's. And so I feel like, you know, that that's why they clashed in, in that moment. But I, dude, I... I had no problem with it. She's smoking hot, by the way. I mean, <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, well, super that, easy to her, look at, and she looks great in the suit and everything. And I'm not gonna shit on, you know, the, the lack of cowl, just that, you know, burglar fucking winter, winter hat that she's wearing. I just felt like the more and more I thought about it, I thought she had a great chemistry with Pattinson. I think Batman and Catwoman are perfectly melded together. There's a lot of references to Batman Returns. I don't know if it's direct or indirect, but they're there. Uh, I just w- wish that she had a little bit more charisma. I'm so used to Catwoman, you know, even going back to Julie Newmar and Eartha Kitt. And, you know, obviously Pfeiffer is my favorite. She's the goat, never touching her. And I liked Hathaway for the most part. Um, Halle Berry can go fuck herself. <laughs> but for real, though, I mean, like, I just wish that there was and maybe in the future in the sequels, if she comes back, I assume she's signed for a three picture deal that maybe we'll get a little bit more of that true Catwoman flavor. Cause again, this is an early Catwoman, So I'm not trying to shit on the performance. I thought she was just a little one note and a little bit bland, but still solid. This again, the tone of this movie is 
dark. And the people of Gotham live in a very fucked up place and have lived some very fucked up hard lives. And certainly, you know, Catwoman has always been a character that has had kind of a rough go of it before she takes on the the Catwoman mantle. So, yeah, I didn't have any issue with it. Like, she was fucked up just like Bruce Wayne was fucked up. They were perfect together. Well, everyone's fucked up. I mean, this is the type of Gotham that I think feel like for the first time since the Burton movies where you could actively believe in a realistic fashion that a city like this would breed a character like Batman. Like, everyone is in a, a shitty spot. It's such a grimy looking city. There's nothing positive about anything that's going on. Everyone's corrupt. You know, everyone's trying to fuck everybody else over. Dude, let's and let's talk about the drug that's huge in Gotham. It's yeah, called it's drop. called drop. Yeah, where it's like you do like little eye droplets and it's and they this call drug. them drop heads. Yeah. Drop heads, yeah. And like this drug is has overtaken Gotham City, so there's just nothing but these drug addicts as well. It's a really fucked up Gotham City. It reminds City. me a little bit of Robocop too. Yeah. Oh dude, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, rightly so, man. I mean, this is a shitty place. This is not a Gotham you want to visit. You don't want to live here. You're like, I want I would, I want to watch this in a movie, but I would never want to actually walk down the street here because you're all about to get fucking murdered in this yeah, place. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like how New York City is right now, except for way, way fucking worse, man. Way worse. And so as we're wrapping up this mini-sode, there are a few things we have to go over, obviously, before we come to our end conclusion we talked about most of the characters. I, I overall thought all of them were really well fleshed out. Performances were fantastic. Don't have huge issues with any of that. The movie has some extremely solid action sequences. They are few and far between. I wish that they were plotted and, and, and segregated into better spots in the movie. So there weren't so many spots of a drought, if you will, without much action. But I'm telling you right now, going into this, Everyone was like, the Batmobile just looks like a muscle car. That's it. But this movie brought me back to being a kid again. And I love the new Batmobile. The scene involving it, which is about halfway through the film, was probably my favorite action sequence of the entire movie. And it is fucking awesome. Dude, the introduction of the Batmobile in this film was... it was It was like introducing a character in its own. It was like... Yeah, for sure. Imagine having, you know, like a fucking... Avengers movie and you had to that point you hadn't seen Iron Man and then all of a sudden you can hear you know the Iron Man suit and you know he's coming and then all of a sudden in the shadows Iron Man appears or something like that like dude the introduction of the Batmobile was was a fucking presence it made it scary it made it scary it really it was like did a scary thing to see it really did and I love there's a chase scene in this which we're referring to it's uh, in the trailer the trailer yeah. so it's not a spoiler but I love that it's way more 1970s cinema. Think more Bullet or French Connection than Fast and Furious. It just felt like, and it was shot like that that gritty 1970s. It looked real as well and, and completely plausible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's very intense. It's edgier seat. Um, I loved it. And it's that definitely this movie in general, aside from the Fincher inspiration, is definitely inspired by 1970s cinema. Even the score, which I have to mention by the brilliant Michael Giacchino, one of my favorite Batman scores ever. It's beautiful. It's captivating. It's haunting. It's scary. And that Batman theme is, dude, when we left the theater, I've been humming it in my head ever since. Um, and I've been um, listening to it at home. So, yeah. It's so good. Dun, 
dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, dun. It just gets you all hyped up and excited to see Batman beat the fucking shit out of some bad guys. It's just, I, I feel like Dude, everything about this movie. I, I don't know if we mentioned either, but, I, and I may have, but I'm going to say it again. Batman it. is fucking <laughs> scary in this movie, dude. Oh, no, he is. Batman sure. is mean, scary. And, when, yeah. when he shows up on screen for the first time, just like the Riddler, both introductions of both of those characters were fucking scary. Batman was scary, yeah. dude. And when he walks into that scene, it's some something on his utility belt or something, but it's like this. It's his mean, boots. I think it was like his Western, boots, yeah. You hear like spurs. They do the same thing and you get those wide shots of his feet, his boots walking towards the bad guys and you hear the clinging. So they're hearing it in the darkness. I mean, it's definitely probably the scariest portrayal of Batman since Keaton in terms of like his presence and how, you know, criminals react to knowing he's out there. When the bat signal goes into the sky, they know the opportunity is there for them to get fucked up and not just, you know, beaten up, but like badly bones broken face smashed in really fucking bad. Um, definitely. But before we go any further, how did you feel about the ending? It was powerful, man. Like, honestly, it was it was powerful. And in, in a setting where everything is so bleak and so dark and you have a character like Bruce Wayne slash Batman that just sees the bad in people, the ending was powerful and emotional and, I'm going to go ahead and say it, uplifting. That, that, that there's that. hope. That, that with the tragic events that that end this film, there's still hope and the people have not given up because in, in this story, Gotham City for the past 20 years had been promising its citizens, like, we're going to turn things around. We're going to renew Gotham. We're going to renew Gotham and we're going to turn things around and make this a great place to live. And I feel like at the end of this movie was maybe the start where it could possibly start to actually happen. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see where they take the next one. And in terms of direction and tone, will it still be as bleak and dark? I mean, I kind of hope it is um, with with that sense of hope, you know, sprinkled throughout with, you know, seeing what Batman does in this movie and what he's going to be faced against in the next one. But a, a few other things before I, I, we finish up here, I'm kind of at a loss for words when I'm thinking about this because there's so much to talk about. And I really am trying my hardest to not spoil anything because we rarely ever do spoiler free reviews. So I'm, I'm really wanting to find things to mention to you guys, but I think the action sequences that are there, great. The fight sequences with Batman are very well choreographed. So fans that are worried about that too, it's a really weird fighting style that he uses where it's mostly used where he's grabbing weapons and beating the shit out of bad guys with their weapons. Very well done, very creative. And I have to say going into this movie, Jeremy, I hated the bat suit so fucking much. Um, but I I learned to really appreciate. You mean, you mean it, leading? You mean leading up to this film? Leading leading yeah. up to the movie, yeah. I really hated the suit. I thought the cowl. I mean, it was I'm like so fucking weird. But when I saw it in the movie, it's photographed so beautifully. There are some awkward close up shots of the cowl because there's a lot of close up shots of him just looking at shit or looking at people. But overall, I thought the suit really functioned well in terms of the fight scenes, and it just looked good. On you can even see some imperfections in the mask, like some bubbling in the yeah. mold and things like that, which I think is great because, again, 
we're at the very beginning of Batman. Like this is probably his second suit that he that he has that he's he's worked through and you know there's going to be imperfections in the beginning. It's not that polished, perfect looking suit that we're used to. So I I really yeah. dig some of the imperfections that they, that I observed in those close-up shots. I think it worked. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, like I said going in, I was very worried, but yeah, whatever they did with it, that classic silhouette was there and and that's all that matters. So that's pretty much it for this spoiler-free thing. We just wanted to give you kind of initial thoughts and just a brief rundown of how we felt about the movie walking out. Um, I know we were both on a huge high, man. Oh. So if you had to right now, obviously give it a trash it or treasure it. I know where you're going, but you might as well tell our listeners. Treasure it forever because yeah, I never in a million years thought that we would ever again get a Batman film that was as good as Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. And let me tell you, friends, let me tell you, creeps. Tell them. The Batman is just as good as The Dark Knight. It is just as good. Could I say it's better? No. I, I couldn't because The Dark Knight is fucking perfect and this film is just as good. Yeah, I think that in terms of comparison, not that we need to, but just so you're aware the level of quality that's here, it takes note from what The Dark Knight was able to establish and builds upon it and does its own thing. The movie does have a little bit of Nolan influence in there in terms of the the realism at hand and just the style. I mean, even Pattinson's Batman at times kind of mirrors Bale's a little bit. Don't get worried by that. But it seems to fit in well with this realistic take they wanted to go with, you know, less fantastical. And it, it really, really works. I mean, this is a work of art for real. Uh, and I, I hold it up there with Batman 89 and The Dark Knight for sure in terms of the level of quality and with, within the movie. And I can't wait to see it again. I know I'm seeing it. I already have tickets to see it on Tuesday at the IMAX fan event. And I have tickets. My dad is actually traveling down here from New York just to see it with me. Oh, yeah. And I have tickets to see it at Dolby Cinema as well. So I've got two more screenings. Good thing I fucking liked it yeah. a lot because I'm seeing it two more times. And it is a long movie. That's one thing to be aware of. Jeremy said it perfectly. It's not a kid's movie. So if your your kid's interested in seeing it and they're like seven or eight, you might want to wait till they get it comes out on VOD and Blu-ray because it's a long sit for a kid because there's a lot of stuff they're not going to pick up on and pay attention to. But it's your choice, of course. It's also scary as fuck and really mean spirited and brutal. So <laughs> think of that as well. But for me, it's a huge treasure. It is definitely one of the best Batman movies ever made and i can't wait to see it again i'm seeing it i'm Thank seeing so i'm much. seeing it again saturday man oh fuck yeah I'm, I'm, I, I, I assumed you would yeah, i assumed you it's, would it's so good um, well riddle me this before we go oh sure let's get let's get it let's get it what does a liar do after he's dead i already forgot what the fucking <laughs> line was <laughs> he lies still <laughs> the riddles are fantastic yeah, they're great that's one that's one of the best scenes in the movie too sure for sure Ah, man, I tried to literally I I was so tired going into the movie. You know, I I said I hadn't slept in days because I was so excited the night before I literally laid in bed thinking about Batman. That's how excited I was for this. And I know so many of you are just as excited listening to this, waiting to see the movie tomorrow on Tuesday for the IMAX fan event, which is sold out all around the country. So I hope you enjoy Keep your eyes peeled for that Batman contest giveaway that we're going to be doing. And Jeremy, if they liked what they're hearing, where can they find us? Yeah, so if uh, you go behind the Arby's on Route 1, 
And you ask uh, my friend Tony uh, about the uh, the brain crew. Uh, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, if you go inside the Wawa down the street, there's a sticker with the website on it, and you can uh, you can follow them from there. That's pre- that's uh, that's pretty much where, uh, where where the fuck else would they would they find us? <laughs> We're all over the place on social media at Epic Film Guys, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Y'all know where to hear us. We're on every single podcast platform there is. And like I said, if you like what you're hearing, head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Or if you like Spotify, we're on there too. It's even easier. All you have to do is just give us a star rating. That's it. Done. But we love you so much. Thanks so much for listening. And we can't wait for you guys to see the Batman. I am going to be doing a very special full-length spoiler-filled review next week. And uh, I hope you're excited for that too. But until next time, I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. And as always, we like to ask you to keep it creepy. Right, so.